prostitution, the world's oldest profession. Illegal in most places in the world, and, like all things related to sex, a taboo subject we rarely discuss. But, in the rural counties of Nevada, where the West is still wild, pay for play is legal. My name is Jim, and for the last 20 years I've been a customer of the legal brothel system in Nevada. From its lavish high-end resort properties, to its small shacks in the middle of nowhere, from its connections to other arms of the sex industry, to the secrets it keeps from the public. I've seen it all, done most of it, and now I'm going to share it all with you. Join my friend Larry and I as we take you Behind the Red Light. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Behind the Red Light, or if it's your first gander here, I strongly suggest you check out some of our episodes beforehand, because you've just jumped right into the deep end of the pool. Absolutely. I, there's, and there's no lifeguard on duty. There is not. No. And it's swimming with sharks, and you might be pulled down. But mm-hmm. welcome to Behind the Red Light, the cleanest sex show on the internet. I am Larry, the head button pusher, and across from me is Jim, the head hobbyist. Mm-hmm. There. We landed on something. Mm-hmm. See? And if you hadn't been listening to us before, you'd have no idea what we were talking about. I still prefer pervert in residence, but I that's okay. I still, that, that violates our cleanest sex show on the internet. <laughs> well, no, it does not. It clearly does. Oh, How does it not? Anyway, we're, 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 we're happy to be back here with you fine people. We, we are. We are, very much so. And we have been continuing in our uh, feedback that we've received from uh, our string of episodes regarding my recent trip. Uh, to the post-COVID brothel world where I, we, I visited a couple of the brothels that were nearest to Vegas. And the experience was a little less than stellar. Yeah, but we're still churning out uh, churning out content the mm-hmm. best we can. And, I did and we not, got feedback. <laughs> I did not think that when we first went out and did this, because we haven't even... Um, we put out three weeks of episodes. We did. Okay. And now we're getting three weeks of content... Out of the three weeks of episodes that we put out, and we still haven't heard back from any of the major or key players that. Well, well, no, you're right about that. That kind of. Well, I did hear back from somebody within the industry. Though. We. Oh, did we? Oh, we did. We did. We did. Oh, that's well, what we're going to talk about today. But before we do, before we talk about mm-hmm. it, we need to go over our P's and Q's. Absolutely, we are not here to endorse. No, we're not here to push you towards. Absolutely not. We're not here to promote. That's a negatory, good we buddy. We are not paid by. We are not paid for by to endorse. Boy, that would be nice, though, wouldn't it? It's in a lot of ways, it would. <laughs> Bottom line here is that we are not here to suggest that you should go to a brothel or prostitution or anything of the sort. We are here simply to educate, inform, and entertain. No, because we feel that you are all responsible human beings with a responsible mindset, and you're up to taking that responsibility on your own. Absolutely. So, what you got for us today? Well, you know, I received this email that said that I had an alert at one of the... um, I'm not even going to say what house, and I'm not going to say what message board. But I received an inbox at, at one of them. And it was from one of the working girls who actually had heard our episode. And she responded... A question for you. Yes. Does she want to be known? No. She asked to be left anonymous. Completely understandable. Go ahead. Uh, so that's why I'm not saying what house. I'm not saying anything. Yep. I'm just saying that she... We will keep your anonymity. Yeah. She did contact me. And she uh, basically said, in part, I don't want to read it verbatim for the sake of somebody might recognize the writing or whatever. So... Basically, what she said was this. She said that 
she felt sorry for our experiences uh, and believes that that would not have happened had we visited a different house than where we were at. Hmm. She confirms that she has heard about this happening at these two houses from several girls in the industry who had gone there to work but ultimately chose to come back. I'll leave it at that. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say where. Because the experience uh, was less than positive. They had initially gone down south because usually over the winter months, the business down there is better than it is up north. Uh, she said, however, they found that that was not the situation at this date and time. Okay. Uh, she then says one thing that she did want to uh, take issue with was the fact that uh, the girl mentioning the party to me at, at uh, $4,000, she said that, you know, uh, where is this? Uh, each of us has to try and get as much money as we can from every client that comes in the door. That ultimately is our job. Uh, so, yes, sometimes we do quote very, very high numbers like that, but that doesn't mean we're not willing to negotiate, and it shouldn't be a poor reflection on this girl. Okay, so let me... Um, let me address this. Okay, first uh, off, uh, as me as the innocent bystander, yeah. thank you very much for listening to our show. That's mm-hmm. very kind of you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, secondly, it's nice to have an industry, uh, a member of the industry, a, yes. a worker of, of volition to comment on something that happened to you and an experience that she saw. And thirdly, I can totally understand of her trying to understand the upsell of what this girl was doing. The right. only issue I take into it is, is, is well, actually, I don't take any issue in it at all. She was trying to do the right thing, but it was the environment. I think, yeah, and, and this, is, this is what I wanted to respond to. I had no problem with, I, I have had girls come in with high numbers to start with all the time. That, that's not, that wasn't the issue for me at all. It was when it came time to negotiate, what she was offering for the price that I was willing to pay was just absurd. It really, really was. There, and, and the reason I felt that it was absurd was because there was absolutely no time taken to get to know me whatsoever. Hmm. And so as a result, I did not have any emotional reason to want to make a high-end purchase like that. And this is my issue. And what I would say to the ladies is that, you know, especially today and by the changes that I'm seeing in this in these environments. Now, this young lady said it's different up north. Maybe it is. But I have to go with what I saw down south. And what I can tell you is that uh, anybody that goes to buy a car does not go onto the Internet, put their credit card in for $20,000 and then go pick up the car. That does not happen, right? You go to a dealership, you meet a dealer, a salesman who develops a relationship with you and builds rapport. You take the car in a test drive. You have spoken to this individual and been with this individual for 20 minutes, a half hour before you sit down to negotiate. And why do you do that? Because it's a very reasonable sum of money. And nobody's going to make that decision without having a little bit of preamble. That's just the way that it is. And so I don't think that her making the offer in and of itself was bad. What was poor practice is the fact that she didn't do her due diligence beforehand in order to build rapport, in order to build trust, to attempt to try and get that kind of money. Well, I'm looking at it from two frames of mind. 
<clears throat> first frame of mind I'm looking at is, you know, it's the it's the tried and true thing that we always go back. There are some guys that are just looking for, you know, a hold of poke. Hold Absolutely. Of poke. And if she feels that that's kind of why you guys were there, we're just looking for a hold of poke and not all the other external, you know, I don't know, I wasn't mm-hmm. there type of thing. Sure. I can get that. The the but wouldn't in that case, just to rebut what you're saying there, don't you think in that case she should have qualified the customer? Again, to use some industry phrasing from a sales job, shouldn't she have qualified me beforehand to ascertain whether I was there for just a hold of poker or not? I don't know. It's not my industry. That's why I'm sitting fair. here. That's fair enough. That's why I'm sitting here behind the microphone asking the questions. Okay, fair enough. I mean, because the second thing that you're, you're you're asking for is when you have a party and when you have a good time, it's releasing endorphins, mm-hmm. causing a euphoria, causing that that flood of emotions sure. that it it seems like that you and, and, and some of the other people that I have talked to are kind of looking for when they go into that scenario and situation. Right. What are you doing? I was just adjusting the microphone a little bit to get oh, it closer. Oh, that's all. Oh, but that's, that, that's what it seems like. There's two types of customers, possibly three types of customers. But, yeah, you're not the, the hold-a-poke guy. You're the, no, I'm not. You're the, the I need to have some sort of connection with you so we can go into the, the physical attribute. Because you're right. It is a very, very, to some of us, to most of us, to most of society, mm-hmm. it's a very, very intimate contact. Absolutely. Absolutely. But no, I don't I don't disagree with her going for a high number and I don't disagree with the negotiation process. And certainly I was not uh, coming down on that girl for trying to get as much as she could. Uh, But I I did think that for what I was asking, it was it was extreme, extraordinarily high. That that's then that was just my personal opinion as as a hobbyist. Now, I thought it was high. When was the last time you paid the hobbyist price? Um. Well, it would have been the previous encounter I had right before right before COVID. Okay, so twenty twenty. Yeah, I guess that would have been. I guess it was either twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. Yeah, whatever that. Yeah, whatever that date is. Okay, so in a three year jump, the price rose. No, it would have been. It, it, it was literally. Yeah, it would have been the. I guess it was twenty twenty. It was either twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. Because mm-hmm. I, I I know you went out to Vegas and and. In 2020 to see somebody before the world shut down right i was i was there the week everything was shutting down yeah so uh that taking that into account do you think that the prices gone have gone up because the supply and demand has fluctuated certainly i think the price has gone up a little bit sure i will agree with that 100 percent. however i was never paying bargain basement prices to start with let's say that Okay, it wasn't like I was expecting a house minimum amount, and yep. and have not paid that. Um, so, uh, you know, for something that I was willing to drop a thousand dollars on, as I as we even discussed in the episode, mm-hmm. um, four thousand just seemed a little too high for me, from too rich for my blood, certainly. But again, uh, that that also feeds into the traffic issue. How much traffic is going through there? I uh, that I couldn't say right now, but you also have to consider that within Vegas itself, the amount of illegal prostitution going on, yeah, and then what that price per hour is from an escort is far below the number that I was willing to pay. Far below. We're talking half, 
if not less than that. Yeah, and I and so that's where I'm saying that if the, if the person is going to be coming from Vegas, their option is to sit there and make that deal, or to get back in the vehicle, go back to town, and say, "Screw it, I'll look up a girl online, call her, and make the appointment." So if that's your competition, if you're a girl in the house and that's your competition, you have to keep that in mind. Yes, you have a, an ability to upsell that customer or say you should pay more here because it is legal and because you don't have to worry about getting in trouble, and you don't. which is why I'm willing to pay the premium. But what I'm saying is you still have to be mindful of what that going rate is, I think. Well, I, I think you missed, uh, you missed where I was coming from okay. or, or, or my point of view. Okay, so based off of based off of our last show and the email that we read from our last show, you're walking in. The first thing you see are are, are bar stools that are falling apart, mm -hmm. you know, worn and weathered, and this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> I don't know where the food's coming from, or don't know what the food looks like. I've never tried the food, so sure. I can't give you my honest opinion on sure. that. Sure, uh, but I can give you the the, the opinion and proof from you and another set of eyes that were there. That the place looked like it was run down and falling apart. Well, that was that was Sherry's, but I had the 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 negotiation at the chicken ranch. Okay, the chicken ranch did not look like that. It did not look like no. it was falling down. No, and falling but apart. now had it been, although I see where you're going here, I think, and had that negotiation taken place at Sherry's, you're right. I st I definitely never would have thought about paying four grand there because my thought process would be walking in and looking at the place and looking at the disrepair. I'm thinking to myself. If you think I'm paying Hilton prices at a Holiday Inn Express, that's not going to happen. Well, you know what I mean, and that's, <laughs> that's and that, again. That is pretty much the the point that I'm making. Don't you have to present yourself in a way that's actually going to solicit the price that that, that you're asking? Absolutely. I mean, because if you're going in there and the place looks run down and beat up and destroyed, you can only imagine what kind of clientele or, or, or you're bringing in. Mm -hmm. What kind of what kind of workers you have working behind the scenes? Sure, sure. And, and there's somebody on the phone to agree with me. Absolutely. Yes, because we go with that kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, that's but that's what she had to say. Uh, yeah. No. By all means, keep you know keep doing what you're doing, ladies. Uh, it was not uh, it was not an indictment on that girl individually per se, but rather the whole situation as it as it came about i don't want it to seem like i was really going after that girl i was not and i uh, not for nothing but i'm i'm, I'm kind of like uh, uh if i if i go into one establishment mm -hmm. and it looks run down and beat up and destroyed well not saying that this place was destroyed but it, it looked like it was run or from hearing things there, there's run very down obvious signs that it needs help and yeah. beat up okay and uh, assume oh i wonder what's going on in the other bar well i yeah that's that is the thing i i went to i actually went to the restroom at both places okay and i can tell you the restroom at at, at cherry's was atrocious whereas the one over at the chicken ranch looked like it was brand new and was glorious okay so, so you know so that there, there's another there's another little piece of information for you so what what, what i'm hearing now is is this the it was Sherry's that was beat up. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you yeah. go to Sherry's, and Sherry's is, is beat up. So you're like, okay. So Sherry's already just negated they're themselves. They're they, kind of screwing the pooch right from the start. They yes. screwed themselves. It's like, well, I don't have to be here. I can only imagine what the girls look like, so I'm going to go across the street. 
So they go across the street, Chicken Ranch, hoping like, you know, something. And then they get quoted an astronomical price that seems a little too unreasonable to a seasoned customer. Mm -hmm. And they leave. For what I was asking. Please please add that part. For what you were asking. Because that number is not unreasonable. No. Depending on what I was asking for at all. If I had, if there'd have been a few more, uh, you know, things thrown in there that I was looking for, I could absolutely see that price. Um, they're just, I mean, there wasn't in this case, but it wasn't the number is basically what I'm getting. Okay. It was the number for what I was asking for. All right. So, it, and again, a seasoned veteran, you knew what, what a rational, mm-hmm. Um, negoci- negotiated price would be sure, and then uh, you got priced out. Yeah, pretty much. Which kind of is it commonplace for women to price out people they don't feel? Because now you're running into something else that. Uh, oh boy, this is a this is this is going to be a slippery topic. Oh right yeah, here. we're okay, gonna. So what causes a girl to to price walk a customer? We're gonna yeah we're gonna. Okay. So there's any number of things we that We just I, jumped right off that cliff. Yeah, we sure did. Um, there's any number of things that could cause a, a girl to do that. And some of them do fall on the client um, to a certain degree. Uh, in this case, this young lady may have taken one look at me and said, not, not for all the money in, in the world. Mm-hmm. She could have done that. I don't know that. But if she did that in her own mind and was thinking, I'm not spreading my legs for this guy, no way, no how. Mm-hmm. I don't like the looks of him. You know, an easy way to get around that is to just pick a number that she has ascertained I'm not going to go to and price me right out the door. Right. And and I can't I can't fault somebody for doing that if that's what they want to do. And that's I don't think she was doing that in that case because she was willing to negotiate with me ordinarily if that's what she's trying to do it's like well nope that's the number that's that you know she's just trying to get the guy out the door right um but uh, yeah could that happen sure i can see a world where that would happen i think in most cases where that does happen it's not because the client is you know quote too ugly or something like that i think it's often more that he was a jerk he's drunk he's he's been a pain in the ass in the bar you know that that there's reasons where this girl is thinking to herself this is not going to go well and it's easier for me just to price him out the door i think you see that more often than you you know than it is oh i just don't like the looks of him but usually it's he's drunk he's a jerk sure i would think that that's i would think that that would be the reason somebody would intentionally price a customer out the door because yeah, um, that twenty minutes that we were talking about that also gives you a feel for the the customer. Yet as again, well. uh, yet again, which is another reason why these rules, the chicken ranch and sherry's, make no sense. They don't make any sense for the industry itself. They make no sense for the girls. If the girls have this opportunity to talk with that customer and ascertain whether this is going to go well or not, they know whether to get up and walk away. Right. Versus again, versus taking this guy back. And going through this process is going to be very unsatisfying to the client. You know, let some other girl have a shot at him that might say, eh, I don't mind having a roll in the hay with this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's any number of things that could go there, you know. Um, or you find out that the dude's creepy after you get him back there. And, then... and that can happen, too. You know, some guys present really well in the bar, and then they get in the back, and he starts saying all the things he wants to do. And it's very clear this guy has a very, very specific fetish or whatever that... That she doesn't service, right? 
this would be something where, you know, at that point, do you say, hey, man, you know, that's your thing, but it's not mine. I don't do that, mm -hmm. you know, and and walk him, which is one way to do it. The other way would be just, again, to price it so far out of line that, you know, that, that he wouldn't be able to pay it. Um, okay. I would think in most situations like that, if the girl has no idea what he's after and they go in the back and he says, I want to dress up like an infant and have you change my dirty diaper. And, you know, and she's thinking to herself, whoa, where'd this guy come mm -hmm. from? And she's thinking, now this is not my thing. She probably knows enough about her coworkers to say, this isn't my thing and this isn't the type of party I can provide you. But I know that so-and-so caters to age players. You might want to talk to her. You mean that the girls would help each other find clients? In the past, they have. Wow. In the past, they would do that. Now, what I a don't, novel concept. I don't know if that's going on as much today, but I can tell you that in the past, that would go on. You would think that that would be something that everybody else would be willing to do. Well, it should be because it's good customer service. Yeah. If, if you if you have a good management team at the house, if you've got a good madam, and her you know and her shift managers are, are well trained. They should be training the girls to do that, in my opinion. Again, it's all about keeping the money in the house. You don't want it going next door. Right. You know, you're trying to keep it there. Uh, so if you if you know that one girl says, yeah, I like being tied up, and the other two girls are like, mm, you know what, not our thing, mm -hmm. and the guy comes in and says, I want to tie a girl up, well, it would be stupid for you to say, no, we don't do that here, and throw them out when you know one girl will take the job. Yeah. You know, it, it's Provided just... that she's safe and it's in a controlled environment. Sure, 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 sure. And I'm, and I'm using that as an example, yeah. of course, but you get the idea. I, I'm still tripping out on the, the whole security thing. But, you know, it's grateful. I am grateful and pleased that we have people who, who listen to our show, and it's enjoyable for me to hear the feedback from our show and that they like our show, and hopefully we haven't said anything too consequential that's going to cost us listeners. I can't know. I certainly don't think we but have in this case. But if you decide to leave us a message and want to let us know how you feel about the show, either anonymously or, 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 or let us know who you are, you can leave us a message at... Behind the red light 702 at gmail.com. Go ahead, leave us a message. Tell us how you feel. We will read it on air or recognize it on air. And if you were a jerk, we are definitely going to highlight the fact that you're a jerk on air because you have officially let me know that we have made it. Because I, the only way I know that we've made it is if we have a jerk to tell me that I'm a jerk. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Just kind of went off on a tangent I'm there. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to let you, you. You own that. Yeah, it's been an early Saturday morning at time of recording, folks. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you want to be part of a community, Jim, why don't you let them know how they can do that? Well, that's what Facebook is for, after all. It is social media. So look us up behind the red light, uh, like us, and uh, engage in the conversation. Mm, there you go. Uh I guess our next show will go back into the mailbag because we've, we've got more. We have ah. gotten comments that we didn't know that we were going to be able to do with. When we first started this show, we had no idea. Now we're on our, our on episode 26. We are blossoming. We want to thank everybody for sticking with us over the last 25 shows. Mm. The 26th show represents the, the next start in our, our quarter, and then we'll get to 50. And then on our 50th show, I guess we're going to have to do we'll something do something special. special. We'll do another omnibus, perhaps. Something like that. Yes. But yeah, I wanted to wait till the 26th show so I can say thank you for everybody who's listening, supporting the show. 
uh, trying to get off the ground. If we get 20 people to tell 20 other people to listen to our show, we could do this full time. Yeah, we could. So uh, with that said, Larry, take us out. Uh, well, from Larry, that's Jim. Jim, Larry, I like how he's controlling it, even though I'm controlling the boards. Mm, bye-bye. I need another cup of coffee. Mm.